0: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. Buying tickets is no longer a complicated and confusing thing. SeatGeek made it simple. Mm-hmm. They're, they're our very good friends. They were the first people to get behind any product that Pat McAfee put out. Uh-huh. They were the first to sponsor this show as well. Uh, we love them. And there's a reason because they always find you the best seats for your value. If you have 100 bucks to spend, they will find you absolutely the best seat. For that $100, because they search all the other ticket-buying platforms in order to do so. They're like your broker. They're like your seat agent. Oh, nice. They're not only geeks. They're your friends. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. Shop with complete confidence when you shop with SeatGeek. Make SeatGeek your go-to app right now. Get the best deals on every type of ticket. Every type of live event that sells tickets, they have them. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code HEARTLAND today. That's promo code HEARTLAND for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Also, make sure that you go to store.patmcafeyshow.com and check out the new Veterans Day edition gear. It's awesome.
1: It's yes. awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, i gonna tell you what. Phil Mains, that guy has really been pushing some quality product. Get I'm a
2: baby up. food. Camo hoodie. I believe like some shirts that are military, military compliant. compliant. Yes so that all they can our, wear under their BDUs. Correct. All of our military yeah. listeners can buy that. Uh, yeah. A lot
3: of our older red, white, and blue merch is going to be included in the sale. Boom. So, nice. Oh.
2: Yeah. Alright. Let's get into it.
3: And a three, two, one. Yeah, keto. Woo! Yeah, the moon's are about to go
4: hey, let's go. It's time for Heartland
0: Radio 2.0. Here we go. Welcome to Heartland Radio 2.0. It's Sunday for us. It's yeah. Monday for you. Mm-hmm. It means a couple things. Uh, this episode is being recorded on the Marine Corps birthday. Happy birthday, Todd. Happy birthday, Happy, Happy birthday, Todd. We're going to play in honor of the Marine Corps birthday. I think believe it's the 244th Marine Corps birthday. We're going to play a little clip from uh, the Save best Marine Corps ever, movie I. of all time, Ooh, Full, metal, full metal, jacket. metal
2: Jacket. Today, you people are no longer maggots. Today, you are Marines. You're part of a brotherhood. From now on until the
5: day you die. Wherever you are, every Marine is your brother. Most of you will
2: go to Vietnam. Some of you will not come back. But always remember this, Marines die. That's what we're here for. But the Marine Corps lives forever. And that means you.
3: Live forever. Ooh, <laughs> rock! little
0: motivation. Rest yeah, in yeah. peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Mm-hmm.
3: Todd actually woke me up with that verbatim on the day I graduated. <laughs> uh, you maggot!
0: <laughs> today's actually Monday, so... Today is actually Veterans Day, yes. so thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you, thank, thank you, you. all thank the men you. and women, past and present, that serve this great country. Thank you, thank you. To country. Thank you Todd. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, Todd. And now you get to park and Thanks.
2: parking spots that are for veterans. I, I saw. know
0: that was nice. I pull up the Lowe's. I'm like, hey, I'm parking the front front row. A little veteran <laughs> sign there, veteran parking only. I don't know how they're going to enforce that.
6: <laughs> you, but, you don't but, have wow. any. You don't have anything that you can carry.
0: I don't.
7: Don't you have a marine license plate?
0: Uh, I used that's to. Yeah. and um, then have card, I thought? They changed it to where you have to that's a library. have your DD214 <laughs> to get it now. Like oh, your your paperwork. That. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know where in the fuck that is. So, went with Notre Dame. I'm more so. of an R2-D2 guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. On your plate? Yeah. You have r 2 2 plate? No,
7: actually, Illinois, you have to have both front and back. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah You're doing Iowa, too? sucks, Yeah. So yeah, we can't have, you know, we don't have like the luxury of putting like a cool front place. Oh,
0: no, no, no. This is actually a themed plate. It's a real plate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was a Marine Corps-themed plate. Yeah. come on, yeah. dude. It wasn't just a, a vanity. decorative vanity. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, a dare. Like yeah.
7: dare plate, but for the yeah. Marines. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: that's pretty
0: sweet. Yeah, but now they require all this paperwork and shit. And I'm like, hey, yeah. if the Marine Corps is getting money from every time one of these gets purchased, who cares if somebody lies?
6: Yeah, true. Sure. Yeah. That's a good point.
2: Oh. Like, I pay the Sheriff's Department to have a Sheriff's Plate so yeah. I don't get pulled over. Turns out it's... You still get pulled over. Uh-huh.
6: Well, yeah. If you don't have your, uh, you know, registration updated, <laughs> not a whole lot of wiggle room there. Fun fact: Tony, I
2: still have not got my car registered. Bought it in June. And Ooh. Tony is Tony's
6: driving across state lines. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> really
2: gambling with his life on the edge. <laughs> Man,
7: what's the worst thing? No, yeah. you're good if you go to a different state, though, right?
0: Yeah, yeah sure. Because they, they can't
7: look up any of your stuff.
0: Oh, I'm pretty sure it's a national database, but
7: <laughs> really, mm. Mm. Huh.
0: yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the 1930s where <laughs> <laughs> you can just disappear forever to the 20. next stage <laughs> if you were wanted. Um, yeah, and uh, just so you know, Todd Town has two less mice.
4: Hey. Oh, nice.
2: Nice. nice. Finally well, went out and got you. some.
0: You sick fuck. Traps. <laughs> They were they were invading us, dude. Mouse yeah. turds everywhere. They were getting in the dog food. We had oh a bag of God. peanuts because we lay peanuts out for the squirrels. They tore into that, and some for some reason these mice would not only like they burrowed into the bag of peanuts, they would carry them onto my workbench and then eat them there. So my workbench is just covered with peanut shells. Well, they're very polite. They're yeah. all, they don't
8: get it all over the floor. Yeah.
0: It's like they're in a little restaurant. Very interesting
8: decision to yep, have a, a mice problem <laughs> and then you. just scatter peanuts
9: <laughs> across <the laughs> <problem.
0: I> mean, <laughs> One of us was going
2: to say it. One of us was going to say it. Well,
0: one of the two people that live in my house will not like take a bag of something that mice might enjoy and not just leave it on the ground. <laughs> Don't put it on a shelf, anything like that. Uh,
2: yeah. um, but it's like th- people in Africa that have a lion problem, but they just decide to leave fucking full steaks yeah. sitting outside of their tent.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and let's fatten our kids up and let them run loose in the perimeter. <laughs> I was trying to think of some
2: No, You know they that. just yeah. got a on deck <laughs> yeah. over there. Uh, funny story, none of
7: these cameras have been recording today. Oh, oh, Bill! Oh, Bill. Oh, we, the fastest minutes God. we've ever had. That's
2: all right. You're just going to have to... That yeah. is a Bilbo devastating Bagans, man. error I mean
0: so The video wasn't working Too fucking bad I Just All right. have a black <laughs> screen for <laughs> yep. <the> first. Hey <laughs> YouTubers
7: Welcome back <laughs> Hello You're go now
0: li- part of the show Just so you know The first 15 minutes of the show Did not record <laughs> So you're just stepping in midstream <laughs> Go
2: listen to the podcast For 8, 9 it's, minutes it's, Whatever it,
3: We're just gonna put up a logo Or something The video will start yeah. in 5 minutes Static image.
2: Yeah that's nice Hey it? there you go that's that's a baby, baby, Billy Billy Black Hey Bill Good job Bill Black Fucking Billy backdoor, uh, <laughs> backdoor Bill.
0: Um, yeah, so I go to I go to Lowe's finally to. I'm like, ah, it's time to get traps. How do you go there anyway? I don't know if you could do this at your house or not. No. but you should. <laughs> is get uh, the insulated hose bib covers. I did not. Oh, Whoa. the pup does that because if you don't, <laughs> also has mice. One time, <laughs> mine, <laughs> one time, mine froze, and when when you're Outside faucet freezes. It doesn't just freeze the part you see. It freezes at the part that's like four foot inside your house. Oh, yeah. in the cro- so it's like a major ordeal to replace one of those. Just a little tip for you <laughs> listening. Good to know. So I go to get those, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get the mouse traps. So they have sophisticated mouse traps now. They got the ones that just they're sticky. Oh yeah. Traps them, and I guess they absorb poison in their body too, and they just die on it. Yeah, <laughs> nice, I mean, nice death. All kinds of things. I'm like, all right. That's probably painful because it probably just sneaks up on them. You know what I mean? It's a slow death. i mean it's a painless death. So I'm gonna get that whatever. But they're real expensive, and my girlfriend money is the cheapest person I've ever met. On the <laughs> She's like, no, you just get the one. These are dollar thirty a piece. The old wooden the camp, snappers, whatever. The snappers. Oh, we just
2: break their back and they let them <laughs> yeah. lay there for fucking three hours until Would they you die. Wheeling
6: for <laughs> hours on
2: end.
7: Would you buy? So like, if there was like a double agent Moss. And then they kill the other mice. Moss, like in the river? Moss? <laughs> no, like the mosses. I don't know what mouses, you're saying. M- mosses, Oh. So if they're like double agent <laughs> mouses, yeah. mice. and they go in there. And they take out the other ones.
2: So you're saying that a pet store can train mice yes. to kill other mice. And yeah. so you go to the pet store. You so it would be like the Marines.
7: The Marines you of buy mice. buy the
2: Marine mouse to kill the, the, the peasant mouse.
0: Yeah. Hey, if the mice, mice
2: would be like... Yeah, it's called a cat.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a pup cat.
2: Yeah, pup cat's soft.
7: Aw, oh, you shut up.
0: <laughs> your, your cat's scared of mice.
7: No, he had a tough life
4: growing up, okay? And now he's yeah. relaxing. Okay, yeah. he's, he's evolved into a house cat. He's
7: basically in witness protection. <laughs> if, if
0: if mice would be like pets, I wouldn't mind them being in there. Like if they would just come out, like the like the mouse in um,
7: in uh, Green, Little, Green
0: Mile, oh
2: yeah, that, that one too. Yeah, I I would like them. All, they all work. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they're cute, Mr. They're, Mr.
8: Bojangles.
0: They're very cute, oh, Mr. Bojangles. But uh, <laughs> that was a rat. These one. old these old <laughs> the <cheap>, rat. <laughs> these old cheap traps, though wooden ones, suck. Like they're very yeah. primitive and hard to set. So they I put use peanut butter. So I went out in the garage to check them. The first two I checked peanut <laughs> oh, butter. So you did get the old ones. Yeah, oh, it has to. She was just a so fit if I spent over two dollars on a mouse trap. <laughs> so I get in there. The first two I check in the garage, lit clean of peanut butter yeah. and not set. Yeah. I'm like, oh, these suck. The third one though has a mouse in it. Boom, dead. So Zito mouse. I go. Into the, I, go into, I go into. I go in the laundry room. I set one in the corner there, and boom. Another mouse. Okay. I'm like, all right, we're two for four. This is all right. So I take the two that they look clean of peanut butter. I'm going to reset them and put them in the spots where I got the mice last time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm putting it on there. And um, the thing, it won't catch. The, there's a little arm that catches under the thing, the little plate that holds the peanut butter right. And it, you lift that up and it just holds that little hook on the arm. And then when they come eat it, it lifts up and sets a trap. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to do that over and over. Like a fucking half hour this morning trying to do this and it won't go. <laughs> And then finally, I'm like trying to do it with two hands, wedging through, whack, right on my fucking oh, thumbnail.
9: Oh,
2: right on my thumb. Bailey, now. can you imagine how mad, like you know your dad, how I, we've seen him do stuff around oh. here that takes half hour. How mad he was at this point, even Jeez. before he got so mad. So there's either the, two
3: things that happened. He either screamed and everyone in the neighborhood heard it, or he just started like brooding. And he was just walking around like,
0: no, no, <laughs> it, no, no, it's all fine, it's all fine. It was no, no, the, worry about the it. loudest <laughs> the anyone has ever yelled fuck in the history of the word. I was so fucking loud. I was even impressed afterward. I was like, man, that was good volume. <laughs> but it hurt so bad. I thought, it might have, I thought for a second, I was like, I broke my fucking thumb in this mousetrap. That's what I get for not that was the, he did Catch the, and release. Is
7: it purple? What's going on? Know, it
0: will be for sure. Yeah, it has a line I can see. Wait, people catch and release? Yeah, they have the ones that just like trap them in Respect there and them else? carry it out. And, but they didn't have any of those at Lowe's. They were all
4: death. <laughs> <Just> all <laughs> those, death those also have to be like five bucks a piece if you're catching oh, really I catch mice. mice probably
8: here. Yeah. very yeah. expensive. Oh, you know what you should do? Get a snake. Become a snake guy. Yeah, you could. Ooh, no, not then feed happen. them to the snake.
0: That's no, not gonna happen. Yeah.
2: And like not a cage snake. You need to let it. The snake roam around.
0: Would yeah. you guys have a snake? Never. God, no, no oh, but God, God, you should. God, no. no, I also don't have fucking. Todd Town needs a snake. I think snakes are, like, they're tied to the devil. They are. Like, you're welcoming For the devil sure. into your house. You have to be True. fluent in
7: apostle tongue, too, to have a snake. Mm-hmm. An apostle tongue? Yeah. <laughs> What's Harry, the- Harry Potter reference. <laughs> <there>? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, apostle tongue. <laughs> <laughs> How is it? What are, Parcel. <laughs> no, that's not right. <laughs>
4: is it really that? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
7: <laughs> no way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you just linked... All the disciples, (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) to to communicating with snakes.
7: I guess only one of them was a snake. (laughs) That's
6: true. He was a snake. 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 You do that, there's a good chance you're going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to replace that person, you can know that hiring the right person takes time. (laughs) time that you don't often have urgency can be your enemy when it comes to finding candidates that are truly meant for your business that's why linkedin is the best place to post for your job Mm -hmm. linkedin jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast things like collaboration creativity adaptability linkedin looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. You don't want to hire some scumbag who's not going to fit into your culture. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. No. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. Wow. Wow. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. That's awesome. Find the right person today for your business with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and you get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash heartland. Again, that's linkedin.com slash heartland to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. So how did everybody
0: else's weekend go? (laughs) What would you do, Diggs? You you took a little trip down to the bourbon trail. I did.
6: I went to the bourbon trail.
2: uh, Went to the the Maker's Mark. uh, Can I say one thing? The one
7: video that someone put up. There was a lady just going like blind, like she wasn't even like looking while she was dipping the
2: dude. They dip, yeah. They hand dip every single Maker's Mark bottle that you ever seen. She in your doesn't life. look
7: at it though. They, they're like looking around. Well, they, they do just
2: like muscle memory. They do like thousands a day. I'm pretty sure they're just at this point.
8: It's I guess second it's muscle nature.
7: memory. But. It's you know not
8: rocket science, dude. You're dipping a bottle <laughs> in some wax.
7: I know, but it's just like <laughs> but the way the wax falls. Yeah, like, oh, yeah,
2: yeah, they're very good at it. They're yeah. very good at because I dipped my own bottle. Obviously, had to. Yeah, oh, nice. Fucking, I went all the way in. Like six inches <laughs> the deep, the whole, bottle. yeah, whole bottles, basically, <laughs> nice. fucking wax covered. I was getting my money's worth, but it's pretty cool. Like you go down there and you learn how it's made and stuff like that. It's very, very cool. I didn't realize that they, each barrel sits for like seven years.
6: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude, oh, yeah. fucking aged big time. And then basically. it's
2: clear. Got to it's Gotta clear. age it. The, the th- barrel is what makes gives it its color. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, little nice. fun facts. Soaks Cherry wood in from the no kid. Yeah, yeah, oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oak barrel. Yeah, yeah. Oh nice. I don't know if it was oak or not. I'm just. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention extremely because I was drinking and stuff like that, but whatever. That the problem with the bourbon trail is everywhere you go to these places, you can only drink straight bourbon. Correct. I feel like if they had like somewhat of a bar and you could buy maybe like I don't know an old-fashioned at everyone or something like that. Whiskey ginger. Maybe. It would have been a little, yes, yeah, so just anything. Something, so you yeah. can't
6: ever do a day trip to one of these places.
2: Oh, no, I mean, we did. Like, what do you mean?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, you, you're you not driving back after you're uh, done doing it. No, 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 we took a bus.
2: You're... Yeah, we'd take a bus. Like, Maker's Mark is out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Should yeah. be, bootleggers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> nowhere. So it's like an, it was like an hour and 15 minutes away from Louisville. So you did Maker's Mark, and then we did, like, three or four other ones. It was cool. I mean, I, it was cool. It was something like I hammered. I mean, obviously, it's yeah, just whiskey right, right. all day long. Mm-hmm.
0: I could be wrong, but I think like the flavor you're looking for in bourbon is like a smoky flavor. So I think they char the they inside do. of those barrels. They do. And so it's like the oh.
2: burnt and each part of the barrel. In each, uh, each bourbon place, each distillery, whatever chars their bur- their barrels at different rates and stuff like that to give it different taste and stuff like that. Blah 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 blah. All nice. that stuff like that. so. No, obviously, no bourbon's the same. But it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I, I I want to go
0: there. I, I've been to Louisville a million times and never gone there. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I went to the Bat Museum one time. I <laughs> <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> sweet. No, I haven't. <laughs> I would, haven't.
6: I would yeah, like to do that Nick quite a bit. You and Nick would love it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty fucking cool. I, I love it. And
0: I love makers. So do I. Oh, fuck. It's... Probably my go-to. See, the i next. never,
6: i never think of going to do that though, like because I, I mean, just on a surface level, it's like, well, I don't, I don't give a shit how this is made. Correct, you know, it tastes <laughs> yeah. good, but right. actually going there, I think it, it would uh, make a little bit of a difference.
2: Then they it. explained, like the Maker's Forty Six or whatever, mm-hmm. how that's done, and like how all the different ones are made and stuff like that. Forty Six, they actually tried like two hundred some different types of woods, wow. and they decided like for the Forty Sixth wood was the best, so that's why mm. it's Maker's Forty Six. That's awesome. What was that? Mister Maker there? Uh, like don't bo- I didn't see him. John Maker, I, Johnny Maker. I didn't see <laughs> Mark Maker. <laughs> <laughs> is the Maker? Or is he Mark? Oh, he's Mark Maker. His name that he is. Oh, I believe that's actually the Mark of the Maker of the Bourbon is what that is. Uh, mm. gotcha. Does
6: it cost to get in? Is there an entry fee? There is a, a
2: tour fee. It's it wasn't much, maybe like twenty bucks or something. Like oh, that. That's not bad. No, it was and then you get the tasting. Yeah,
6: it's not bad. Worth gig. it. Yeah, yeah, not a bad
2: little gig at all. For sure. I but all that. these like so like the four or five tastings, it was just straight whiskey all day long, maybe. Have any
6: of you guys been to the uh the Budweiser brewery in Uh-oh. St. Louis? No, no, never. That's pretty fucking cool. Same deal. It's just so big. Yeah. It's, Th- you, it's sweet. Can you
0: actually see the Clydesdells there?
6: Oh yeah. Uh <gasps> I only went once and I was like eight. So Uh, it actually kind of sucked. Couldn't drink. They did did have delicious Pepsi and pretzels, though. I do remember that. Uh, But no, I I don't think eh, they might have been there. I don't remember. That would be cool to go to the stable mm-hmm. where those things
0: are. They're, have you ever been next to a Clydesdale? Mm-hmm. I assume they're big. 16 oh hands, at least. at least. If I was back in the night, days of nights or whatever, I would ride a Clydesdale only. You would crush all the other horses.
2: That's like you're you're basically the rock in every movie that he, if every Fast <laughs> yeah. and Furious movie. Yeah. They're all like running on Mustangs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you have the tank,
6: the yeah. Clydesdale.
2: Yep, that's what I would want. I'd you you piss use that me as a resource. The Rock does that
6: easy. I watched Hobson Shaw this weekend. That really man good. has earned everything <laughs> he has All ever right. done. What do you think about it? I mean, it is what it is. It is know? exactly what it's it is. It's a fucking popcorn movie. It, you know, it, it's so ridiculous. There's I was some good laughing, lines. There's some, there's some good, good lines. lines. I was laughing so hard during it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's so uh-huh. fucking <laughs> over the top. He really does. You know, the the rock brings down an, like an Apache helicopter <laughs> yeah, was one with the hook with and no <laughs> guns. With a a no you guns know, at all. And, yeah, no guns on the island. <laughs> we gotta use hammers. Yep, yeah, Mama got rid of the guns. So I mean, it's just it's so obnoxious. It's so absurd, but it's. It's on it,
7: brand. It's a it, baby. It's a good it time, out. baby.
6: And they, they set you up at the end for the next oh, one? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. They're going to make 10 more of those. The only thing oh. I
3: remember about that movie is, like, the 10-minute handshake scene with everyone on the island. Yeah, it was oh, awesome. <laughs> that was awesome,
6: dude. Roman Joe Range. and Noy just fucking <laughs> spears <laughs> left and right. Roman
4: Reigns also had no lines. No lines. Not no one no. line.
6: They stand there for 30 minutes and look big. He had a nice uh, fucking fist pound with the rock, oh, though, yeah, before yeah, he, yeah. he goes off to, to chase the antidote or whatever. Fucking Azusos. Yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking joke. But it's <laughs> but it's, it's you know if, if you uh, got if you got two and a half hours to kill, not really doing anything, yeah, well yeah. worth the investment. Oh, yeah. All right. By the time I'm they get to the out.
3: island, it's like two hours into the movie, you're like, this is still happening. Yeah, Todd, this you need it. Yeah. It's right up your
0: alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm 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 all for easy to consume movies. Oh yeah, oh, this yeah. is I'm the king. Expendables, I watch I watch thirty of them if they keep making. Mm-hmm. The uh, A
7: team comes on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: love it. What anybody else do
8: anything cool? Zito met the vice president. Oh yeah. yeah. Of what?
7: Nick had told uh, a story, but we basically were the clean Anderson yesterday and
8: so we went downtown to go eat okay and uh, D-dance.
4: D-dance. 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 Yeah.
7: no pizza they tricked me what do you what? mean no pizza they well we, told me that they ordered pizza we hadn't and told a to
8: lie to get zito to come there so <laughs> yeah. we told him there was pizza and there was no pizza when he Good got there uh, so he shows up and we were like all awesome. right yeah. what, what's going on we're walking around and we see clayton anderson is playing a show to support like the veterans for veterans Day. in the circle so we stopped by hung out for a little bit and after the show a bunch of people were walking into the Columbia Club which is a very swanky club downtown by the way I
7: always thought it was a hotel the whole time
8: yeah well, you're a moron. Oh, so we, Zito and I just kind of finessed our way into the group that was, so uh, it was being cattle called. Basically, they were herding people like cattle through these little were gates. Were you guys looking into? Swanky? No. Zito had a For the Brand shirt on, T-shirt on. <laughs> yeah. And we get we get uh, shuffled in. And we, we walk up. And there's some Secret Service guys. And you had to put your hands out. And they give you the full body scan with oh, the yeah. wand. And Ooh. they let you in. apparently, it was a, a fundraiser, like a $10,000 head <laughs> fundraiser for Mike Pence in this club. Mr. Pence. Well, yeah, I figured you guys are first-name basis by now. Well,
7: basically.
8: <laughs> so we go in there, and we're like, we do not belong in here. And Zito's Obviously. walking around like, oh, what's this? Oh, what is this over here? It's
2: <laughs> fucking
7: complete. They, they had George Washington's original piano from uh, the White House
2: in there. How did they get it here? I don't know. Probably uh, on a train. Operation Dumbo Drop, same same situation. <laughs> Maybe yeah.
0: he wouldn't need to have a fundraiser if he stopped spending money stupidly <laughs> like that. Oh, spent a hundred grand Did you play the piano? piano. No, it was no
8: like he raided the hors d'oeuvres table. Oh,
2: the no. Swedish meatballs? Oh, so good. good. Wait, wait, wait. They had Swedish meatballs yeah. at the American. vice president of the USA's fundraiser. Mm. Wait, they should have been American meatballs? Yeah.
7: I don't know the difference, but.
2: A big difference.
7: But uh, this, the uh, Santa Fe egg rolls were amazing. That makes I, sense. They basically yelled at me for eating too many. They're like, sir, save some for the rest of everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been. The
2: You're talking you back off. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> You're Cuban Tommy Boy.
7: Yeah, basically, yeah. I'll give you that. Lost- <laughs> Pay Pen- ten- $10,000. Get in here. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost my vote. <laughs> well, it's funny because like everyone was like just literally staring at us. Like, obviously, we we're wearing jeans. Oh, well, we had no
8: like, business being in there. We were wearing <laughs> jeans and t-shirts. Were they all in suits? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was
0: Clayton with you? How did you? You just stumbled oh. in, literally just stumbled in from the. Contact? We just
8: kind of like blended into the crowd and just kind of walked yeah, right in.
7: It's one of those things <laughs> where anyone like could get in into, into anywhere, dude. <laughs> they were like, uh "Are you with that group?" And then we said yes, and then they started doing like <laughs> okay. like looking there, like check, like the. Check uh-huh. marks and stuff, uh, yeah. and they just let us in.
8: Well, the so best part was it was a cash bar, but to uh, <laughs> they worked the tab system where you just had to know a number, yeah, so maybe. it was like a five digit number. So Thanks, we, we heard this guy's five digit number, oh, oh, and we, we put a couple on his tab. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna throw this
0: out there, but I don't think they're doing a very good job of protecting the vice president. It's oh, so no. easy to get into this event, yeah, an assassin could have slipped right in. Are you with this group? Yes, <laughs> he goes upstairs, hides
2: <laughs> in the closet, puts together his rifle. <laughs> I'm done it's funny because you you clearly watched uh what's it called this week cuz it was on TV. Um
7: Treasure Shooter?
2: Nope. The 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 Assassin video oh, game Hit slash, yeah. Yeah, Hitman. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. We've even seen With Hitman Christmas of oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's
7: honestly one of the greatest movies of all time though.
2: It's it's a
0: really
8: good movie. Yeah, the second then- one sucked, but
7: so basically, we tried going so upstairs to, uh, <laughs> we tried going upstairs and then we basically got kicked out.
8: Yeah, security got a little tighter the further you tried to yeah. go into the event. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the
6: Cretans were down low and then the <laughs> yeah, actual. Yeah, well, one. yeah, it,
8: we were like looking around and you could see guards up above uh, on this little like balcony basically. And anytime they looked at Zito, guards! They were, their hand just moved
6: closer to yeah. their hip.
7: Make your move, <laughs>
6: That's what I was actually surprised that they let Zito's kind in there.
7: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I did not belong Were you once. getting looks? Oh, um, every every single person was in there just like, is that a Cuban? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm glad Mike invited the
7: token Cuban to the party.
8: <laughs> yeah, I had to pretend like my last name didn't end in a vow. It was yeah. Very, yeah. a very very uh, waspy event.
7: But at the end of the day, great party, good fundraiser. We uh-huh. saved a lot of money up. Good old um, Darfs. Yeah, great meatballs. Uh, the pita chips, wasn't a fan of, but... Uh good time. I guess,
0: is- I guess those black SUVs that they use in the motorcade yeah. for the president, yeah. vice president, whatever, are like really hard to drive because they're so fucking heavy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. they're armored out to the hilt. Like all the Secret Service friends said, like it's like trying to drive like a fight, you know, uh one of those big deuce and a half military vehicles. Yeah. And you're in this deuce, nice, man. like, Classic. decked out SUV.
7: Well, actually, forget You're a part of Secret <laughs> Service. Would you have let me in? Uh No. I would have shot you on <laughs> site. <laughs> <laughs> So put a wait,
2: bullet you in your get, melon. Did you get escorted out? or
7: No, it was basically, sir, uh, please see your way out.
8: <laughs> it, it was more of a suggestion, a <laughs> <laughs> kind yeah. suggestion. Drop the
3: meatballs, move <laughs> to the door. This, event, I, this event's going to go down in Secret Service training, as the uh, Cuban appetizer. <laughs> <business.
7: laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just to a point where I felt like I was in get out. And I was going to get like brainwashed.
8: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty wide in there. Yeah. Was it? it was yeah. swanky. <laughs> very, very nice. Like, <laughs> just rich mahogany walls oh, everywhere, paintings, like, just high end. Yeah. That club's
6: been here forever. I've too. always wanted to go in there. Yeah. Oh, it's a You were with time. us. You
8: could have smuggled right in. You had just left. You left like 10 minutes before we went. I did, did that.
6: yeah. That, well, we won't get into it. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> had, some duty, <laughs> had some duty to put. Had play. a lot of duty to put. <laughs>
2: That may be a drill, but it sounds just like my quip toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength and power, claims of miraculous trendy ingredients, multiple modes... If you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. That's why Quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health. Oral. Healthier habits. Quip's sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer. Guide gentle brushing for the dentist recommended. Two minutes with 30-second pauses, ensuring an even clean. Quip. 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 Automatically delivers quip, brush heads quip, quip. to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. Quip. Quip
8: quit
3: quit.
2: The sleek quip, intuitive quip. design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. It's a mirror. mirror. Quip. 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 <laughs> quip. Quip Quip Quip. These beautiful quip, features make quip, brushing quip. something you actually want to do twice every day. Good habits matter to to live a healthier life, so help form fresh oral health habits with
3: Quip. It's fresh. Quip. Quip, quip, quip. Quip it up. Quip 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 quip, 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 quip. quip. quip.
2: Starts quip. at just $25 and you'll get your first free fill free at Get. It's free. Quip. quip.com/heartland. Quip. 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 This Heartland. is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better. But you have to go better. to Get Q U I P. Quip. quip dot com quit, quit, quit. slash heartland quit, to get your first refill free go free. right now to get q u i p quick
3: quick quick quick
2: quick dot .com, com slash heartland
3: quick quick quit, quit. quit it quit. up
6: <laughs> i i saw later though there's a picture um it was fucking packed in the circle. There were a shitload of people there, not so much when we were so there. So
8: we met some uh, service members down there oh, who yeah. said they... Th- the I don't know if it was the city or what, spent like millions of dollars... 30
7: mil, I believe you to said. ...to put
8: this event on, and they put like laser lights all over the monument, and they are doing it up wow. for Veterans Day.
6: Respect. That's crazy. Did you see the lighting at huh? all on social media? I saw the American flag mm-hmm. on one of the buildings. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: So... Tomorrow, you should drone it, dude. Today, we should oh. try to slip down there and catch some of the ceremony.
2: Yeah, is it like an afternoon ceremony or?
0: I don't know. I blocked off all the streets and saw the signs. I there. thought it was for the marathon.
6: They do that every fucking weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it. Seriously, my apartment is in a position where I can't get. You can't get anywhere. You no. can't get anywhere you need to go because all the streets are closed down. And then you go and look. And there's no one running the fucking marathon. There's like two old sons of bitches walking and then some lady like power walking. And they have every street downtown closed off. It's ridiculous. And there's a new marathon every single weekend. Oh, yeah.
0: Dude, you know when um, we all went out and there was that bike race going on mm-hmm. downtown? And then we ended up eating at a little place like right off the, um, where the race was roped off. That was the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. There were so many wipeouts, like, right in front of us. Like, when we were walking to get to that one pub, we like, four wipeouts happened right next to us. This dude's just flying (laughs) everywhere, coming up all bloody, and they just get back back on there, or they grab their bike and jump over the thing, and they're
2: done. It was awesome. When's the last time anyone here has fallen, besides Nick? (laughs) Hmm. It's been a while. It's been a very long time, and, like, I feel like once you fall... As an older person, you automatically break something every single time. Yeah, I, I
7: know. Fall. I can't uh, get
0: I mean, back yeah. up. I try not to do anything that w- where there's a risk of
8: falling. Yeah, you also have to attempt things. to yeah, fall.
2: <laughs>
7: oh well, come yeah, on! I'm saying.
2: <laughs> but like that's that's just no, you're we're right. just living smart.
8: I know. I Used to I mean I used to fall. Yeah, you would fly every single day. You
2: tumble. Oh yeah, nothing matter. Times, your body was just no flexible
8: problem. and bendy and yeah. resilient. Yeah. Uh, I
7: will say this: we were at a hotel uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was the Sanford one, and I was taking a shower. The what one? The one in Stanford. Okay. And it got to a point where I, I got in, and it was like the high step ones, and I fell out of the shower. <laughs> and I athletically caught myself. Oh, did you? So, yeah, like it, it was lucky that the bars that held the, the curtain was like bolted in. So I, 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 (laughs) because the whole thing would have fallen apart. You fucking
2: fucking lay on the floor, wrapped in
8: a (laughs) fucking Tommy boy,
2: destroys the
7: shower. And then I just like, luckily, it was such a high, like the tub was so high that my knee perfectly folded, like sat down. So it was a safe fall though, because (laughs) if it was like low, I would like fuck myself up. But like my knee just like perfectly like folded around it. Then I literally was just, I kind of like fell into it. Like
4: a hammock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just
7: started laughing. I was like, people die of this.
0: <laughs> what are you just laying there naked? Yeah.
7: Husky <laughs> <Housekeeping>. be <laughs> I fell and I can't get out. I'm stuck in a bathtub.
0: I think my hip is out. <laughs>
7: I'm getting hungry. <laughs> honestly, that is the worst way to die. If you're just, like, awkwardly naked. Oh, yeah. and like,
2: <laughs> Dying naked would be the worst. Shriveled up dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the bathtub and it's just, like, freezing cold water because the hot water ran out yeah. hours ago. Uh, Bodies be purple and blue. Oh, I kind of
7: want to get tattooed. It's like, it just says, like, it's bigger usually. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was in,
0: I was in the water. <laughs> Because they're gonna take, you know, crime scene
2: photos, yeah, like uh-huh. death photos. <laughs> 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 Use your tiny And they're all dick. laughing
7: at each other yeah. at the evidence corner.
2: Uh, I bet you, death dick is not a good dick. No. no. If you get rigor mortem no. in your dick, though. Rigor mortem. Rigor
9: mortem.
0: Rigor mortis. I was gonna see if he yeah. could get it eventually. <laughs> mortis. Mortis. Rigor mortis.
7: That's when it gets really hard. Yeah, That's
2: Your, your body, body gets hard yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if your dick does It
7: you know.
0: gets hard for a period of time And then you get lucid again You get oh. soft again Flaccid
7: Yeah Oh I'd rather be Rigor mortis <laughs> <laughs> Come get
6: this Rigor mortis dick <laughs> <laughs> That death dick <laughs> uh,
0: Anybody else Anything cool At all?
6: <laughs> I watched the uh, Logan Paul KSI fight. Did anyone else watch that? No, yeah. I missed, uh, missed it.
0: I have it a hard enough time it. watching people that know how to box box. That's, <laughs> I'm struggling to find that as entertainment anymore. I just can't imagine watching these two guys.
6: It just... I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was kind of entertaining, but you can't do anything in a six-round fight, especially yeah. guys like that where it takes some, like... They don't know what they're doing, really, uh-huh. for the first two rounds. Like If it would have been 12, it would have made sense. But I,
7: I will say, though, that KSI guy for throwing haymakers for six rounds
6: straight and not getting tired. Good endurance. Oh, no, 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 cra- no. He was tired. <laughs> he was tired. Both of them, like, midway through the first round, like, mouths were just agape, breathing out of their mouths big time. Yeah. Like, but they were. He was just throwing, like, it wasn't Over, even, like, normal punches. Yeah, it was just, like. Windmills. Slapping windmill <laughs> like <laughs> Logan Paul actually looked like pretty polished, but he yeah. just he just didn't do anything. He like, threw
3: one right hand that knocked the guy down and then never threw well, it again.
6: And he actually uh he, he had a nice <laughs> little he got the guy in like a Muay Thai clinched behind and fucking <laughs> uppercutted him right in the moth and uh, dropped really? him. Lost two points. That yeah, lost it lost major him in the fight. Yeah. Move. But it I I I don't know. I mean I'm sure it did the numbers that they wanted it to do, but it just you're right. It's hard enough watching two guys like so before that fight. They had uh, some guy who they're like they're saying is like the next Floyd Mayweather, like some really young like lightweight. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking boring. Yeah. So boring.
2: Yeah, especially and, if you box like Floyd Mayweather, it's a boring. Yeah, it's a boring. Fuck.
6: Yeah, but fight. The, Floyd Mayweather at least like when he lands, like he's, yeah, yeah. he's 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 landing big time. You know, like he's super defensive. Yeah. But if they would have fought like MMA, I think it would have been. Yeah, way more entertaining. Because right? you could you could just tell very early, like, all right, chances one of these guys are getting knocked out is slim to none.
0: I know because like in boxing, the reason why it sucks to watch amateurs box is because. With the gloves and everything, it's all about spacing, right? Like, the pros know when to slide back in the perfect distance to deliver the punch from and all that. That's why when we watch, like, the rough and rowdies with Barstool, why they're so bad because they're so close to each other, they got nothing on their punches. Mm -hmm. And they just tire out. It's the same
6: thing. Like, they'll swing, and then, like, they tied up, like, every 15 seconds. And it was just, I mean, I don't know. You know, it started at 11 p.m., so I wasn't really doing anything Mm -hmm. else. It was pretty entertaining, but... It's just yeah it's tough
2: I my hand on Saturday morning was a balloon uh, because I accidentally ran into one of those uh, boxing machines oh. okay oh. and I had a 20 on me you can't not swing at it I swung it at 20 times. There, and score. my hand on Saturday morning was a balloon. Like, <laughs> you I won what though? was the high score? I won that. It was like 785 or something it some like bad. that. Was that boy tone? No, no. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was much better back in the day, but it was a respectable number. It was the highest of the group, so I felt pretty good. There you go. Good. Nice.
0: I remember one time I swung at one of those hard as I could, and I missed it just oh. enough that oh. it, I barely oh. grazed it. It went... It went I mean, it felt like somebody ran a hot iron, out me, and I had a burn mark from my knuckle up to my wrist, and I looked like a complete idiot. I just pulled, like through the fall punch. over, no, it was the worst. Because you know, usually so many beers in, but the time you decide you're going, yeah, do yeah. That. I mean, that, no one's ever hit one of those sober. No, I think. No, 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 no.
3: I uh, went out to Broad Ripple, ran into a couple listeners, uh, also ran into someone who was selling edibles. Ooh. And in oh, really? uh, a drunken blackout, I definitely bought those and ate those on Saturday, and I was asleep for five hours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That'll I was surprised do it. It wasn't more. <laughs> At the bar?
6: No, no, no. no. Like Saturday <laughs> the yeah. night, oh. the day
2: after. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I can't yeah. see it. I mean. What were were they gummies? The guy just something? put a fucking horse rice tranquilizer yeah, I, I, in a like, cookie yeah, or yeah, something. I'm, I'm not <laughs> trusting <laughs> someone else's fucking <laughs> edible. It was
3: like it was rice krispie treats, and it had like oh, little, yeah, it looked Ooh. like little red funfetti. Oh. I can't oh. believe you're oh. alive. It, it probably had fentanyl <laughs> all in it. And I probably got about 12 hours exactly. to live.
0: But. Yeah, always a great idea to buy drugs from somebody you don't know in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: no, it's it was it was a good time, especially yeah. homemade ones, unpackage. But I was lucky enough to run into listener Max Payne. Oh, Ooh. and something. Doctor Payne. I can't remember his first name, but it was cop. His oh, his really? Name was cop? Cop. Nice. So they, they gave you two fake names. Yep. Two fake Cooper names. Cooper Cop. And immediately, what I said, they go, "I recognize your voice," and I go, "You guys have fake names." <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Max Payne. Yeah. Max Payne. That That's a movie. Dave. That's a movie. You're gonna make a yeah. great, no, great a, video, well, video, video yeah, game Video character. game.
0: Yeah. I played that video game oh. for two years straight. It's <laughs> awesome.
7: <laughs> I was so addicted. one of the Max greatest game. games ever made. Dude, it was incredible. Yeah.
0: Uh, when it first came out, I was just so addicted.
7: Yeah, I still remember the codes, I think. Oh, dude.
0: Up was down the left, best. right, well,
2: 1L2.
6: GGS. Gums. You said the bullet timer you could dive in slow motion with like uh-huh. a shotgun and then uh, you had painkillers, was <laughs> nice. so the fucking yeah. yeah. you yeah. get your health better. It was <laughs>
0: awesome. Just eating Vikings or whatever.
7: That movie was a letdown, right?
0: Yeah, it fucking if I, sucked. Yeah. If I
7: remember correctly. Marky Mark. Most
0: yeah. of the video game ah. movies are.
7: Not Hitman. Hitman you was mouth
0: <laughs> Hitman was very good. And I think I did. Touch... <laughs> that movie stunk. Oh, shut oh, up. Come on. <laughs> Put
2: Timothy Offen on the map.
7: Yeah. What are we that. talking about? Did it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: He wasn't on the map before?
7: He got a TV game.
2: I don't think that. so. Mm-hmm. Poor guy has great hair. He had to go bald in that fucking... I know. He has like the best guy. hair in, in Hollywood. He was a good looking bald guy, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: I thought about like getting the barcode tattoo a couple times. So,
2: oh, it's an awesome tattoo.
0: In the second one, it was the guy from Homeland, right? The CIA what, Brody? assassin guy? No. Uh,
6: the second one was... Um, Quinn.
0: Yeah, Quinn. Really? I think he was in the second one.
6: I didn't see the second one. Yeah, well, it was the that first one too. sucked ass. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hitman, Hitman, two thousand seven. Oh yeah, six point three stars. Nice. Was, to, was That's, Timothy Oliphant? Give me
7: the fan favorite though.
2: Uh, the oh yeah, it was Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay,
7: I thought so. The more, you know.
0: I I anything at Timothy Oliphant's in, I'm uh, down. Oh yeah, he he has such a unique way of speaking. And like moving, mm-hmm. he has that swagger team or whatever. I don't know what it is. I, he can, he's always the coolest guy in the movie.
6: Have you seen Justified? Yes, oh, I was gonna yeah. say, My that, God. that is a great TV show. I mean, he, he what network's that on? FX, okay. So FX does, roll does roll good down. TV shows. You're thinking it's not on USA, not a
2: chance. All I know is I found out on this weekend that a lot of people love the USA Network.
6: Oh, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, like,
2: my mom especially. I think yeah, and none of really the shows it. that you like. Uh, we saw your poll. We all saw the results. That's not true. White collar fucking dominated.
7: Not <laughs> Bernard Monk.
2: Apparently not. But that guy, I hate that actor. Whoever the fucking Tony Schlup. Oh, he's a schlu. He's a smuck. Oh, he was
0: great on. in um, Men in Black.
4: Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Got his head. head blown off. Remember in a Grubank? Oh, yeah. I remember him.
0: Not very many people
2: could have pulled that off. He had that cool store.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, we got an interview coming up. You guys can hang for it if you want. Couple- Should. Paranormal investigator in a psychic medium. Everybody was out of town, so me and Connor and Bailey held it down. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it's. I, I had a lot of fun. I could have talked to that medium lady. Forever. Yeah, I'm bummed like, I missed so this. So many questions. Like, I would uh, like to have her back. Yeah. Just talk with, with her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get some stories. He, I mean, he's cool, too. He has, like, one of the coolest jobs in the world. And a, and a very nice and cool guy. But talking to
2: the dead, they're another on, level. They're on, <laughs> they're, on, they're on TV? Yeah, the <laughs> Travel mm-hmm. Channel. She uh, she travels
3: around and does a live show, too. So if she's ever around Indianapolis, we should try to... Yeah, her yeah. In.
2: That's true. Her live show Is her probably. name Madam something? No. Cindy, Cindy Kaza. Kaza. Oh, so not Madam something. Nope. Cindy. Her stage name. And be. we're gonna trust her, even though her name's not Madam Cindy. We think yeah. she's breaking. Madam Gaza. She's a modern. Oh, Madam Gaza would have been <laughs> <a> great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll talk to her next time.
4: <laughs> hey, you should what? change your name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you should, how about Madam Cindy? <laughs> <I really laughs> changes everything. Yeah, she does these live shows where she'll like do readings and stuff in it, and it looks looks pretty cool. And the truth.
3: Shall set you free.
0: The truth will set you free. And here's the truth when it comes to the holidays, what do most people think of? Food, family, quality time, Mm. presents, Mm -hmm. boxes. We all love a good subscription box, right? Oh, yeah. From food boxes to wellness boxes, they're all the rage. A KiwiCo subscription makes the perfect holiday gift for every young explorer, engineer, and artist in your life. Empower them to be creative, confident, and fearless in all their endeavors with KiwiCo's innovative projects. Listen, KiwiCo creates super cool, hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. You know what STEAM is?
2: Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm.
0: STEAM's an acronym that stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. It's designed by experts and tested by kids. There's no need to research or worry about gathering all the supplies. They have everything you need. Seven lines to choose from, all from age zero to 104. So there's something for every kid on your list. Panda, koala, kiwi, atlas, doodle, tinker, and eureka crates. All available. Lots of stuff to choose from. It's all cool. It's all innovative. It's all educational. As a parent... You're super busy and always on the go. This is the perfect opportunity to spend quality time with your kids while they learn something and have fun doing it. Engage them with KiwiCo. This holiday, give the gift of hands-on learning for tomorrow's makers. Kiwiko is a convenient, affordable way to encourage your children to be anything they want to be. There's no commitment. You can cancel at any time. Monthly options start at $16.95 a month and include shipping. Huh? Get you some wow. KiwiCo, wow. KiwiCo. Oh. for your kids. Kids. Get- Go to KiwiCo.com slash Heartland. Get your first month free. Every day counts when it comes to making a difference. So don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Again, go to KiwiCo.com slash Heartland and get your first month free. That's KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash Heartland. Booyah! So what what else is going on for the week? You got a lot of travel coming up, I assume. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh this week. The pit game? Yep. Yeah. That'll be fun, going back to Pittsburgh. Hopefully. You guys going to hit it? It's supposed to be hit very cold. Yeah,
6: it's supposed to it's be. supposed to be very, very cold. I that's
0: part of the charm of Pittsburgh, though, isn't it?
6: Mm. Well, it's <laughs> tough when you're in, uh, like, Tampa one week, and, uh, like, yeah, California yeah. the week before, and Texas. you can wear, like, yeah, shorts and T-shirt, and then you got to wear fucking snow pants and boots <laughs> and shit mm-hmm. like that. No, I agree, though. It's part of
2: the charm. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
6: Going to the bars.
0: <laughs> I mean... That's, that's the only reason I would go to Pittsburgh
8: is to go to
6: the bars. I don't know, though. It's tough on these trips. Like, you really do, – we don't no. – going to the bars and getting – tying one on, that really isn't a part of the equation. Yeah, so. well, you don't have enough time no, for No, yeah, there's, like, you know, I mean, working the whole time. So, mm-hmm. But it, it, it'll be a good time. I'm excited to go back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you guys can hang for this if you want. Uh, the movie review, if you're wondering why we didn't do that today – just we had this interview. We had some other things coming up. Like we're getting stacked on interviews now, so we're trying to space things out a certain way. So and we're just going to move the movie reviews to YouTube exclusively. So they're only going to be on YouTube. If you want to watch them, please do. But you can only find it on on uh, YouTube. It's just I don't know. We we got a good booker. It looks like YouTube guests are coming like crazy. So fitting in the movie reviews and these interviews is kind of. Don't
2: bulky. we have a big interview coming up this week?
0: We do. So I don't know when it's going to release, but Tuesday we're interviewing the two DEA agents that took down Pablo Escobar. No. Excuse me. Javier Pena and Stephen Murphy. The, the two guys from the Narcos. The guy from Narcos, Narcos yeah. yeah. Yep. The it's pretty real fucking guys. cool. Yeah. So we'll be talking to them Tuesday. That should be pretty epic. And that will either come out a on lot Wednesday of questions. or
2: Monday. Yeah. yeah. I might have to rewatch season one. Just to- you should. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Maybe.
4: Yeah, I gotta watch it for the first time. So. Yeah, I
2: mean, you've, you've never seen, seen, seen it? it? Nah, no, I never. never. Oh, Neither.
7: you're in for a treat. You know who Pablo Escobar is?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> who uh, Pablo is. Wait, didn't you didn't you once do a segment on Pablo Escobar's trial? <laughs> uh, yes. That was
0: not Pablo. That was um, El, Chavo. Chavo. El Chavo. Either way, it was electric. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a uh, that was a
4: good segment. <laughs> <laughs> we had a a <laughs> uh,
6: That'll be awesome.
0: I know it should be pretty cool. Hopefully. Hopefully. How old are those guys so now? 70s? Late 60s, maybe? 70? Maybe? Don't they don't were
2: young in the show when they yeah. were actually doing it.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think, even think when Pablo Escobar went down. Was People... that in the 80s?
6: I believe so, but I'm not 90s? sure.
0: In 80s, early 90s? Look it up real quick. See? Yep.
6: People
3: who brought down Pablo <laughs> I wonder if they were consultants for the show, or if that... Good that story yeah. is like big enough now that they don't even have to have I would it.
6: assume a book's been written about it. And they have written the, a, a book. Yeah. yeah. Prize source so,
2: material. Yeah. Because wasn't yeah. one of them kidnapped him? No, that was in the latest season. I think a hit was put on both of them. Though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. There were attempts
0: oh, yeah. on their lives. So that, it's going to be cool, man. He was cool born story.
7: 1957. <sighs> so 340, exactly. 20. Um, 60s. Yeah, 65. Escobar was? No. Uh, Stephen Murphy? T- oh, okay. So he's in his 60s? 64? Yeah. yeah. They're and both
2: retired now. Peña was played by, what's his name? He was very good. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah, he's crushing it right now. Hmm? The guy that played oh, Javier. Oh, I like him a lot. Javier Peña
0: <laughs> Pena and Narcos is uh,
2: on it. Oh, what's his
0: name? So from uh, yep.
6: the Viper from Thrones. Yeah. Yes. You killed her. You raped her. Yep. <laughs> he's very good. You raped
2: her. You murdered her.
7: Pedro
6: Pascal. Yes. Yeah.
2: Very good. He's very good Yeah. Uh, Nine rating for Narcos on the, on the internet. I'm so, so. jealous Ooh. you guys have that left.
0: Like it's good to watch. watch it's good for to watch. the first time. I'm so jealous. It's almost like on
6: the level of having Sopranos <laughs> left,
0: like season yeah. one of Sopranos. So, uh, yeah,
6: difference in Sopranos <laughs> six seasons. That's only well, how many episodes is that? Uh, probably ten, I assume. Yeah, I
0: guess ten. So it's two seasons of it, right? Just two, and then the
6: third came out
2: on the um, Sinaloa cartel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Different kinds of choppas, us. But good.
0: Yeah. So we got that to look forward to. Um, other than that, uh, I think we're going to get out of here. Enjoy some football. Happy Veterans Day again to everyone who has ever served in the yes. Armed Forces, the Marines, Thank the you. Navy, the Army, Thank Air you. Force, U.S. Coast Guard. Thank you. All of you. We respect you. You're badasses. Thank you're you. out there doing it every day. You were out there and you did it at one time. Either way, you're a badass. Mm. Thank you so much. Um, And thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Thanks, Thanks, Todd. We didn't do a whole lot, really, to be (laughs) honest. Um, Yeah, so here's an interview with a paranormal investigator and a psychic medium that I really enjoyed. Connor really enjoyed it. Bailey really enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy it, too.
8: That's the sound I make as soon as I get home in my door to change out of my jeans or work pants oh. and, throw on, and throw on some raggedy old sweatpants. Nice. Yeah. But, and I know all you guys are like me, no more. We do don't have mean? to waste time anymore thanks to Public Rec oh, because God. these pants are so comfortable. Oh, yeah, right. You can wear them in the office, go straight home. You can still wear them while you're lounging on the couch. sleeping. Sleep yeah, you're not that scumbag sleeping in jeans or laying nah, around nah. On, in nah. jeans oh, on the couch ooh, all day. Listen, public recs all day, everyday pants eliminate the gap between style and comfort. Feel the comfort of home even when you're out, and they're great for the office, the bar, anywhere in between. Your new go-to, more stylish than sweats, comfier than jeans, indoor comfort meets outdoor style. They're the first sweats that have waist and inseam sizing. So whether you're short, tall, or somewhere in between, Z, they fit perfectly. Whoa. They, The design details like the elastic waistband with the internal drawstring, the two deep front zipper pockets, and the faux Gee. front fly. Oh, yeah a more formal look with some casual wear. They get about nine different colors to choose from. So one for every day of the week, twice on Sunday, and then one extra just for you. Love it. First, I I started wearing these around the house. Then I realized I could wear them to work and I wasn't going to get ridiculed. So I started doing that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you can wear them out to the bar. You can wear them anywhere. These things fly in any weather. Public Rec's all-day, everyday pants are the most versatile, stylish, and comfortable pants you'll own. And right now, they have an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Head to publicrec.com dot com slash Heartland today to get 10% off your order automatically apply to checkout. Nice and easy. That's public rec rec spelled R E C dot com slash Heartland for 10% off. Don't sleep on this rare opportunity to get a discount public dot com slash Heartland.
0: So there's a new show on travel channel called the Holzer files and it's, it's where they re they reopened some famous cases from The Files of America's First Ghost Hunter, Hans Holzer. And this show is hosted by Paranormal Investigator Dave Schrader and Psychic Medium Cindy Kaza. And as you guys know, we love to dive deep into the world of the paranormal. So we decided to reach out to both these people and find out what's going on with Holzer Files and get to know each of them and get a better understanding of the paranormal in general. Oh, yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Dave Schrader and Cindy Kaza.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Woo.
0: Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you guys so much for taking time to call in. Um, Dave, let me start off by having you just tell me quickly of what the Holzer Files is about and and who Hans Holzer is.
5: Well, you know Hans Holzer. Unfortunately, we lost him ten years ago in two thousand nine. But he really uh, was one of the forerunners in the paranormal field of bringing it out into a public way and kind of marrying science with, uh, paranormal investigating. And he had developed the Holzer method, which we still use. Uh, it's, you know, investigating these locations with a good medium. He believed the medium was uh, the key element to the investigation. So we have Cindy Kaza as a part of our team. Uh, and she is kind of our instrument to the other side. Um, she's really, amazing at digging through the layers of history and connecting with the spirits. And you know, you gotta give her a lot of credit. She goes in blind on these locations like Hans Holzer uh would bring his mediums in and do the same thing. Uh, Ethel Meyer Civil League, he would make sure that they were going to a location they knew nothing about. He would bring them in. Uh and you know in the same instance, we may fly into one state and then drive two hundred miles to get to the location in a totally different state. So Cindy has no clue where we're heading off to on every episode. And then we go in and try to understand the history of the location. We go in with the foreknowledge that Hans Holzer has brought into the case 40, 50, 60 years ago. We take his findings, and then uh, and then we bring a medium in, Cindy Keza, to do her work and open up, try to connect to what's going on and who might still be there, and then try to put this, this historical mystery puzzle back together and see if there's a way that we can help them. So that's, that's the basis of doing this, and uh, we were lucky enough that the Holzer family had allowed uh, Travel Channel and our production company to access these files and re-examine them.
0: Incredible Cindy Kaza, I am so sorry I pronounced your last name wrong, but to my credit, I watched a video, oh, and evidently that person also pronounced your <laughs> name wrong. so I should I should have uh, <laughs> went two or three deep to to verify that. but Cindy, how, how incredible of an opportunity is this for you as a medium to to re-enter these investigations that were kind of left unfinished by the, the father of American ghost hunting or paranormal investigating.
1: It's just, it's such an amazing opportunity, and I had such an amazing experience because, you know, when Hans Holger was investigating these cases with his mediums, they didn't have the technology that we have today. And it's kind of a medium's dream to be able to witness you know, using, you know, the, my abilities so and my psychic and mediumistic abilities married with the modern technology that the paranormal community uses and to see how the two things match up because there are times where we go into these cases and I'm picking on some up on something, you know, big time and then the equipment's going off at the same time. So it's just been really, really special um, to be able to see that happening. And, you know, Hans Holzer's work is, is amazing. And so it's been just an opportunity all around that I don't know that I ever would have you know had it and
0: so I'm honored to to be a part of it really. Okay, so here's here's my question. And by the way, we are a very a very open-minded show when it comes to this. We are fans of the paranormal. We actually went on a paranormal investigation one time like 2 years ago, 3 years ago on Halloween. The most one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Um so I want to know like and just chime in whoever wants to first. Um what is the significance of doing what each of you do, respectively, and being alive today where it's almost, uh, it's so widely accepted where maybe, I'm assuming back in the days of Hans Holzer, this was like you were considered either a crazy person or this was dark science or, you know, in, in your instance, Cindy, if we go back far enough, almost witchcraft, you know, like how incredible is it to, to, for this to be almost a mainstream thing, at least one that has a huge fan base.
1: It's awesome. I mean, it's awesome. And I always say to people that we all have this ability to a degree. I do a lot of live events and I make it a point to make people aware of that because we all are born with an intuition. People are constantly saying, Oh, I have to trust my gut. Well, what you're really saying when you say that is I have to trust my psychic ability. So, People are waking up to that, especially now. A lot of people are waking up to it. So we're in a really, really great time for all of this stuff to be happening. And, you know, I feel that Hans would be excited to, to see all of this coming to fruition. And he can see it. You know, I'm sure he can see it. So we're in a really, really great space for this to be unfolding. And it's awesome.
0: Sydney, I'm glad you brought that up because one of my questions was exactly, are there levels to this? Um, because all of us have experienced intuition, uh, me, me including, Uh, Included, And so is it a matter of the the gift is given at levels or is it something that anyone can hone as a skill?
1: You know, that's a great question. So I do believe that some people are just naturally way, you know, way more open to having these experiences. And I always use the reference, we can all play the piano, but not everybody's going to be a concert pianist. So we all have some (laughs) ability. And through you know, understanding and honing that ability, you can enhance your your connection to the other side. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to have the same connection, though. But I think what happens is when people watch Hollywood movies and they're seeing things like The Sixth Sense, and I'm not knocking that movie. I love it. It's a great movie, and it gets a lot of things right. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is people are thinking, well, I have to see the person standing directly in front of me to be having the experience, and that's not correct. So it's more of people, you know, needing to be aware of how the communication happens. It's a lot more subtle than what people are expecting based on the movies that they've been watching. So, you know, some people have it more than others. That, that is true. And it can be passed down in families, which is also correct, but we all have an inherent, you know, ability.
0: Okay. So I have this cousin, I'm going to pose a scenario to you. I have a cousin who's recently diagnosed as schizophrenic. Okay. And for a while now, he had been trying to relay to several of us like, Hey, I'm seeing people and I am hearing voices. And like when, when my mom is sitting on the couch, sometimes I see the same people like sitting next to her, whatever. So I'm not saying this is the case with him, but it's easy to say one's open-minded and it's a different thing to actually be open-minded to the inexplainable. But what's to say a person like my cousin isn't actually seeing someone because they are in touch with people that have passed or something like that instead of just being diagnosed as schizophrenic and there's some kind of chemical imbalance going on in his brain that's causing him to imagine things.
1: Yeah. And that's a really, really great point. And obviously I'm not a doctor and I can't diagnose or anything like that, but there are people that have been thrown into insane asylums that are mediums. But what, I think where the line comes, uh, if, if you're hearing voices and the voices are telling you to harm other people, kill other people, kill yourself, that's a different scenario. I have never had that happen to me ever in all the years that I've been practicing mediumship. Uh, so, you know, that that's different. But there are people that have been diagnosed with mental illness that are just very, very connected to the other side and they don't understand it. And sometimes when people don't understand what's happening, they don't know how to process the energy and it actually can make them crazy. So there are a lot of different things, you know, that play, play into it. But there definitely is a difference between somebody with paranoid schizophrenia and somebody who's, you know, having mediumistic, a mediumistic experience. But I can't say for sure that people who have schizophrenia, um, aren't actually feeling some things, right? Because it all comes through validation. So in order right. for uh, you know me to even know if my experiences are real, I need to have the validation. I need somebody to say, oh, yeah, that is correct. I can identify with that. Oh, I can find that in, in historical textbooks. So there are, all, there are a lot of different factors that come into play, honestly.
0: Okay, so it's all in the communication. <clears throat> you, I'm sorry,
5: Dave. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I I happen to speak to uh, two gentlemen in the the last month, Jerry uh, Marzinski, And Jerry has worked as a counselor in prison systems dealing with schizophrenics. And through his research while working with inmates, he's come to the conclusion that the voices that they hear are not hallucinations, but what he's calling energetic vampires and entities that actually afflict schizophrenics. So there's a guy who's working in the field as a psychotherapist. Um, Then there's uh, Dr. Paul Leslie, who's written a book called Shadows in the Sessions. And uh, he talks about the presence of anomalous in psychotherapy. It's his newest book uh, that's out called Shadows in the Sessions. He talks about and examines um, the appearance of, of kind of strange supernatural and paranormal accounts through the history of psychotherapy. Uh, as well as, you know, talking about a lot of firsthand modern-day accounts from therapists who have experienced anomalous activity in their therapy sessions. Absolutely. So we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and just say, oh, they're schizophrenic, they're nuts, they're hearing voices. There may be something much more to it because if you're able to corroborate, I mean, it's one thing to have the voices telling you innocuous, big-picture things, but then when you have Cindy Kaza who comes in and says, Dave, uh, there's a man here, he feels like a grandfather. His name is Cliff, and he's got an old blue pickup with a pink hood and he used to take you fishing, and you were embarrassed by that pink hood. That's, I mean, you can't get more specific than that. That isn't just, ah, uh, the voices are saying to kill, you know, which when when some of these people are hearing the voices and they're giving them specific detailed information, which some of these psychotherapists have been talking about, they're in the therapy session and suddenly... Like the Exorcist, the voice starts telling them personal things about their lives, and they're dead on. It's time to start re-examining what we consider to be mental health issues.
0: Absolutely, and I can't
5: get well, enough of it. Of that. I, and Cindy, I was going to say
0: quickly. Um, p- part of this is because you were fortunate enough to probably come up in an environment where you were allowed to embrace it and be curious and find out what was going on, and then and then get training. You actually went and got training to to be able to understand and utilize your gift where, you know, I imagine there's just countless cases of others, I mean, we've kinda already covered it, that that were just immediately just called crazy and then institutionalized or outcasts because they were scared to embrace that or find out what was going on. It's tried to hide it.
1: Absolutely, and you know, for me, the first experience I remember having was when I was 10 years old, I saw a girl that had died, uh, standing directly next to my bed, and it was horrifying. And and it really, honestly, it took me um, years to really embrace this because. I was afraid of it. I'm an empath. So I can also feel everybody else's emotions around me, including my own, which for a child or anybody is very confusing. Uh, You know, I would have lucid dreams a lot as a child. I knew when things were going to happen before they did. But honestly, it wasn't until 19 or 20 years old that I met my first mentor who started talking to me about my experiences. And then I started doing automatic writing uh, in my mid-20s. And then I said, you know what, i got to figure this out. And, And I was very lucky to, and you're right, I was very lucky that I was able to find a mentor. And then I had somebody say, you need to go to this place called the Arthur Finley College in England. And it's really like Harry Potter school. It's a fascinating place. But, but I am one of the fortunate ones because for people who don't understand their abilities, it's very confusing. And also a lot of people with these abil- abilities wind up self-medicating, and then it becomes sort of a dual diagnosis thing. So right i mean yeah no it's exactly what happened
9: with
0: my cousins (laughs) why i raised the question and again i don't know what's going on with him but he chose to self-medicate for a long time and then that became the blame for seeing things Mm -hmm. and hearing things you know what i mean so it's just such a confusing issue all around um all right i want to bounce around a little bit so i just want to keep you both equally involved i you brought up tools and and, technic, and technology that were used in these investigations earlier, Cindy. So, Dave, why don't you talk about, because uh, when we were our paranormal investigation, we used the EMF detector, the electromagnetic field oh, detector. Yeah. I, I was a big fan of that. I don't know if it works or not. Why don't you tell me what new tools are available now that that you use that you think actually are the best at indicating a presence within
5: a location? You know, that's, that's hard to say. Some... Some tools are extremely effective in some locations and then you use those same tools at the next location and they get nothing, but something else picks up on it. You know, I, we like the basics, uh, audio, course, video cameras, photography, that's the basics. Then we slowly add in things like, uh, millimeters or the, uh, obelis, the spirit box, the SLS cameras, and those start giving us different ways to examine these claims but we've had tools where you know you we don't always show them we may try 10 tools on an investigation but we only show the ones that are getting results so we put the, the rest away then the next episode you may see new new tools that are getting responses and well what happened to the other tools well they didn't work on this episode nothing was coming through but these tools effective. and sometimes going back to the original methods and you know the old talcum powder on the floor, and looking for uh, you know breezes and finding different things that that could show you you know kind of the the um, 1800s, early 1900s paranormalist movement of magnets and, and compasses and things like that. They're just as dramatic to see affected. And you put down powder on the floor, and suddenly there's footprints that appear. That's pretty compelling evidence. Um, you know and. That's nothing that we did in the first season, but it, you know it's things that going forward, if, if we get picked up for another season i'd love to try to start you know instigating some of the older ways with the newer technology and see if we start seeing more effective ways than what they used to do. Are we maybe becoming too enamored with the new ways that we're throwing the old ways out the door, but that's what was very successful for investigators for many years
0: absolutely and I think the reason why people are are more accepting of paranormal investigations and why it has such a huge following now and a fan base is people like an investigation, period. They always like to cop stuff. I'm a former detective. I like cop stuff. I like investigating. And it's just like criminal investigations. There is a story to be told and your job is simply to go in there and find out what happened so you can tell somebody else what happened, right? So in doing so, Cindy, you particularly, I... I, I had a little bit of dealing with this when I was a criminal investigator, but psychic and psychic mediums have been used for, it, for as far back as we probably can remember in criminal investigations. Not saying that it's, it's widely accepted as not usable in court necessarily, any of those things, but they have helped solve cases and that point is indisputable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you? Yeah, eb- and,
1: they, and 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 oh, I think a lot of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No,
0: I was just going to ask if you've had if you've been utilized in that fashion by law enforcement or people that uh, your peers have had experience with that.
1: Uh, so I, I've done a little bit of that. Um, it's not something that I do often, and, but I do have a couple of good friends who that's what they do all the time. I mean, they work directly with the FBI. They work with the police department. They, mm. they you know. And so it, they are utilized often, and it's true, you know, a lot of times the, the detectives won't talk about that, yes. but it can be very beneficial. Um, you know, the confusing part sometimes is is uh, because I'm a psychic and a medium, and, you know, most, uh, most of the friends that I have that do work with the police are both as well. So a psychic picks up on past, present, and future. A medium communicates with people on the other side. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between the two. All mediums are psychic. Not all psychics have the same level of mediumistic ability. So really what it boils down to is if you already know the person has passed away, right? If there's that, we know this person is dead. We're trying to figure out what happened. Then you're tapping in. You can go to the spirit world and connect to the spirit. If you're not sure what, if the person is dead, then you most likely would tap into the psychic ability. So, you know, you really have to know in that situation what you're working with, which aspects you utilize. And there's always that fine line of being careful because even as a psychic, if you're working strictly in a psychic sense, you can see a person clearly. You can get their name. You can see where they lived. You can see all this stuff and say, oh, they're on the other side when they're still alive, right? So sure. it's kind of this delicate dance you have to do.
0: Can you turn it on and off, Cindy? Or is it you're just always an active antenna for this?
1: I can turn it on and off, or I I say turn it way down and turn it way up because I'm always a little bit more sensitive, I think, you know, just because I I work in this field constantly, but I do have control over it, thank God, because life would be pretty hard if I had no control. I would be walking around ungrounded all the time, which is not a healthy place to to live. Yeah,
0: we think it'd be hard to function normally with all that going on all the time, so that's good to hear. Uh, Dave, you... um you you host a couple radio shows, I think. Are those those still going on? Yeah. Darkness Radio and Midnight in the Desert.
5: Yeah, Midnight in the Desert is Monday through Friday nights uh, from nine to midnight Pacific time. It's midnight till three a.m. Eastern time, and uh, you can find info at Midnight in dot com. So we're three hour anomalous talk radio, and then every Saturday and Sunday I do Beyond the Darkness, uh, Darkness Radio, and uh, we're part of the podcast One Nation over there. Um, so, yeah, I, I still do that. We're 13 years in on doing uh, Darkness Radio, and I, I'm almost two years in on Midnight in the Desert, so I've definitely steeped my life in the supernatural. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you've been
0: you've been in that world for a very long time, making a living in that world for a very long time. You have a family,
5: I assume? Mm-hmm. I do, a very big family. Between my wife and I, we have 11 kids.
0: Okay, wow. so how does the family feel about your chosen vocation? Like your kids at school? Are they? Are they? Is this the most awesome thing dad could ever do? Are you like Batman to them? Or, are are they like oh, This is
5: kind of weird, Dad. You know, I'm, I don't know. The other kids are I'm, unsure about. I'm, it. I'm I'm more like I'm more like Fat Man to them. I think. <laughs> uh, they they you know they enjoy what I do. So a few of them are more interested than others. I've never pushed it on them. I don't really talk about it. They'll watch the TV show The Holes, are Files with us now on Thursday nights Uh uh, because they want to see what we're up against. But then there's, you know, we have a a nice little table discussion after the show to talk about what we experienced and what we saw. And, um, you know, so that's always been a big part of it. My kids have appeared throughout the years on my radio show. I did an episode, I think. Two years ago where um, my daughters actually kind of cross-examined me on an interview for uh, Beyond the Darkness. And it was great because we all got to talk openly about what we have experienced together and their their interest in what I know. So it's it's always been a nice little uh, give and take. But I've had a very supportive, loving family throughout all of it. And, you know, when the show came around, I said, hey, Dad's going to be on the road a lot. Is that okay?" They were like, sure, Dad, this is your passion. Do it. We love you. Do it. And if uh, we get picked up for a second season, I'll be sitting down and having that second uh, conversation with them and make sure that everybody's on board. Um, but, you know, to date, every one of them has been very uh, supportive of, of what I do. And they're fascinated by uh, this kind of work, because who, who doesn't want to know what's going on in the world around this? And They'll talk to their friends at school and their schools, you know, their kids will tell them, hey, you know, this has been happening at my house or can your dad come investigate over here? So I mean, you know you know that day when uh,
0: that day at school when your age. kids bring in their, their dad or mom comes in and tells <laughs> about know their job. Yeah, you're day. like the coolest dad every time. You have the coolest job of all the dads.
5: I well there? I got asked uh, to one of those and the they had like ten different dads that came in that day and you could sign up to go in and listen to dad, the podiatrist, dad, the dentist, dad, the ghost hunter, dad, the, uh, <laughs> the accountant, dad, the yeah, cop. Right. And I felt really bad because my room was, over they had to open the walls between rooms so that they could fit everybody into my room. And eventually the other dads just wandered into my room because nobody was in there. Uh, and the teachers all said, that was one of the best, best presentations we've ever heard. We loved it. You really catered to the kids without scaring them. And you know, as, as fascinating as that is, we can never have you come back for a parent day again because it's devastating to every other parent <laughs> that uh, has a, a, yeah. a regular job. So I agreed, and and I've been back to uh, schools to talk about uh, the stuff. But on a like, they bring me in solo. I just did that; it was really cool. I got to go back to my old high school and do a big talk for the students and staff. Um, so that's that, that's kind of neat. Yeah, but, yeah cool. they, I, I'm not allowed back at parent parent uh, day anymore because. It's just not fair to the attention of, yeah. a, of it, the dads that have very important jobs.
0: Insurance salesman dads really pissed off right now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you put me. I got to follow ghost, ghost hunter dad. Hunter, come come on. on, paranormal investigator dad.
5: Okay. Um, so how do you beat a guy named Darkness Dave when you're pod- podiatrist Pete? <laughs> exactly. You know, it doesn't work.
0: <laughs> exactly, um, Cindy. You do you do live shows. You you, you tour the country. I saw you you performing a lot of venues that I've performed in doing stand-up comedy a lot of comedy clubs other types of oh. intimate venues this live show's got to be incredible I would love would love to check this out so tell, tell me what goes on in one of your live shows yeah please come
1: anytime and I do it's, it it is funny I do work in comedy clubs and people are kind of confused They're like what is going on here but <laughs> I love the venues I just use the venues you know and uh-huh. um so people can come out and have some drinks and have some food. And I tour. I live out of a suitcase. I'm I'm constantly on the road. But yeah. So I I work. I get on stage and I connect to the other side and I bring through people's loved ones that have passed away, family and friends. And that's what I do. I have a 90 minute event and I you know get to as many people as I can in the 90 minutes and and that's how it how it goes. But. I love working in comedy clubs. So, yeah, and when you Google me, it says Come- comedian Cindy Kays. I'm like, uh-oh, how do I change that? <laughs> you know? so I've been calling myself. I'm like, I'm a comedian. I'm just going to take comedia. There you, and go. Hide nice. in, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, add some humor yeah. to it. Hey, uh, I, I have Connor's here with me uh, today, so he has some
4: questions for each of you, respectively, if
0: that's okay. Yeah,
4: sure, sure. Yeah, Cindy, you just mentioned kind of the spirit world in general. Um, and and in your shows, you connect to specific people. Is the spirit world everywhere? Do the spirits follow their, um, relatives or is there specific spots like, you know, uh, a haunted house in that kind of aspect? Is that more where the spirits flock to? Well, that's a really great
1: question. And it's, it's, it's actually a, a- a deep question because I believe the spirit world is around us all the time. It's everywhere. It's all encompassing. And so, you know, on the other side, there's no time or space. But to explain the spirit world and how I experience it, I have to use time and space in this dimension. Otherwise, people would not understand what the heck I'm talking about. So I feel it's a multi-layered space on the other side. And I feel depending on, you know, what your soul went through in this dimension over there, it, it could it go to a layer. Uh, or level, that it has to go to to experience healing. And when you walk into haunt, haunted houses or places with activity, uh, you know, there are spirits that like to stay very close to the layer of earth, and, and it's, they're impressing upon this earth, which a lot of people call trap spirits, or they can't move on. They're just really connected and, and need the experience like they're still here. And so they will be in a house that they wanted to stay in, or they, they just can't, you know, become unattached from it. So it It's gosh it's it's not that easy to explain because even if I were in another state, right, I could be in Texas and connect into the house with a spirit that's in California and connect in that way so it's oh, wow. like if you're tapping into this giant computer brain where it all exists at the same time. Does that make sense
4: yeah, for sure, I mean that's absolutely mind boggling first of all, but also you kind of mentioned um moving on, like the spirits move on, in, in quotes. What, what do you mean by that uh, specifically?
1: So moving on to me would mean a spirit on the other side would be moving to the next layer or level of their soul progression on the other side. So what's happening is when you go into a location or we're communicating with a spirit, right, and that spirit is really struggling. They don't want to leave. They're like, I'm not leaving this house. This is my house. I want to stay here. As a medium or a paranormal investigator, you can communicate with the spirit and explain to them, look, you have to go, it's your time to go. It's time to move on. And they don't always do that. You can't force them to, they, you know, there has to be a willingness. So even places that we'll go into now, in, in Hans's cases where he couldn't move the spirit on, we still sometimes can't do that. So it's not, it's not a matter of us just going in and say, get out of here, you have to leave now. We're hoping that they'll leave, but it's not guaranteed. Because the soul has to be willing to move to the next layer. So that's what I feel it means moving on. That's Pe- what it
0: is. People that don't believe in this in general, obviously they just assume, I guess, that the, the light goes out and that's it. I mean, you have to like, I have seen people die in front of me. And there is something inexplainable, so powerful in seeing like, you. there's a life force there. The body looks different when the life force is in the vessel. Mm-hmm. As immediately, as soon as it mm-hmm. leaves, the body looks fake. It looks like a Hollywood mm-hmm. prop to me. And to see that, theres if anyone ever sees that, there's no way you could doubt that there was a soul or life force there and that it's moved somewhere. Does that, does that make sense mm-hmm. at all?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the soul, we do have souls. The body... Is just you know it's a it's a suit for the soul in this lifetime. So when the soul leaves the body, it's going to another space, and and that's a, that's what it is. So you really are seeing the life force leaving the body, which is just the shell for the soul in this dimension.
0: Now, are you only communicating with ones that um, have not moved on to wherever heaven, wherever God's that player. is, you know, the, according to your faith that that ultimate destination. Are you only communicating with ones that are stuck here or can you communicate with those that have made it to the final destination?
1: Well, I mean, what is the final destination? And that's the question, right? Because it's a multi-layered space on the other side where the soul is still healing. So we're communicating. Well, I believe I'm communicating with Souls in many different layers on the other side. And that's what happens in these locations sometimes as you walk in and you can feel the different time layers. And some of the souls in these time layers, they're not even aware of one another. They'll be, you know, in the same, around the same location, but they don't meet or they don't see each other. And that's very fascinating because what it's showing us is that there are different spaces where the souls exist on the other side, right? So, it's, it's really, I mean, you could talk
0: about this topic for hours yeah, and right. hours because there's so much to it. Absolutely. Dave, um, Connor brought up earlier exorcisms to me. Mm, yes. We have talked about it before on this show. We tried to get an actual exorcist from the Archdiocese here in the Annapolis area to come on. He would, I understand. I, yeah. Oh, oh you're Busy. a and You want to talk to me about exorcism. I get it. It's, it's probably a good idea to generally say no. We would have had a blast and I think he would have enjoyed it, but it's neither here nor there. But exorcisms, Dave, have you been privy to one before? Have you ever been at the site of an actual exorcism, or is it so closed off because it's uh, the Catholic
5: Church's responsibility? Well, you know, we we did an episode recently called The Devil in Texas, okay. and it was a case that uh, the family reached out to Hans Holzer Hans went out to take a look and um, met with the family and, you know, suggested, I think this place is just spoiled. I think this, this, this house is bad and you should move. And they did, they moved and things settled down for a short time and they kind of lost touch, but then all hell literally broke loose again in this poor guy's life. And we kind of follow up with the family to see what happened. And, and, you know, there was a tragic ending to that story and it always haunted Hans Holzer and we had a family reach out to me through my radio show, uh, Darkness Radio, and this woman felt she was under demonic attack. So we had this very similar storyline, and we ended up going to look into a contemporary modern day story. And it's, you know, first of all, it's kind of a, a scary thing to do because you know, if there's demons there. That's there's something different between a demonic realm and a ghost. And you know, especially I was I was very concerned for Cindy. I know she's very protected and and does everything she need, needs to to be grounded. But I, you know, I just am so fearful when you go into a, a place where there's demonic claims. How can that affect all of us? Shane, myself, and and most importantly, Cindy. And. We went in and, and encountered the story and kind of looked it over and realized that there were different aspects to, um, to the story. And, you know, uh, the demonic realm certainly was making this presence known, but it was more about the individual and the, the demons she was fighting within herself and kind of PK, psychokinetic um, activity. So I've seen people I believe are dealing with dark forces and and may be oppressed. Um, I don't believe they're in full possession mode. uh, And I'm smart enough to know if I get uh, contact and help, which I get all the time, please, Dave, this is going on. I put them in touch with somebody I know and trust, uh, you know, uh, Reverend Bill Bean, who we featured on that episode, or one of the other uh, archbishops that I've worked with. And I just don't put myself in that position. And they'll be the first to tell you, don't do it. Uh, it, Being a demonologist in the paranormal field is not the X games of paranormal investigating. Everybody thinks, oh, yeah, I'm a big, bad demonologist. How? Well, I read a bunch of books. You're not a demonologist. If you don't have a true calling in your life, you're just endangering yourself and you're endangering others. So I'm very cautious with who I ask to help us. And they will be the first to tell me. Don't investigate this. Let me handle it from here. I'll talk to the family. If this truly is an infestation, the last thing you need is to bring it home to your family.
0: Absolutely. So, okay. So that's all right. Kind of, there, yeah, there's the two but, different worlds. So uh, I guess in police terms, like in, in your world, dealing with what you're used to dealing with, with, with paranormal like, normal activity and demons, that's like the difference between dealing with a mugger and ISIS. Like it's a whole new ball game. Right? How do you separate that? Especially, right. Cindy, have you ever walked into that before? And you were like, "Oh, my antenna should not have been on right now because this is something that I don't want to deal with."
1: You know, luckily I haven't been put in that position yet. I've been into some you know, some places that were pretty scary. I mean, you know, there's a place called Bobby Mackey's. That place. That place. Didn't make me feel very comfortable. I probably wouldn't go in there again, but I haven't walked in and seen somebody under full possession yet. And if that were to happen, I honestly, uh, I don't really know at this point what, what I would do because that's, I'm not a demonologist, I'm not, you know, an exorcist. That's not what I do. Yeah, leave so, it to the
0: Exorcist. They are the Navy SEALs to- of this stuff. Like they are, they are the elite. They're the special forces. I totally yeah. agree. Right. I'm glad you guys are on board because that was going to be my question. You just immediately, like, let's call in the Navy SEALs. Well, let's and call in Father So and So.
5: They come out and if they come out and they start talking about what they do and what they look for, unfortunately, that starts planting seeds. It's like me suddenly. You guys come over to my house and I go, "Oh yeah, you know, last week we had to treat my daughter for lice." You two are going to start scratching your heads. Right. It's just the natural effect. You start thinking about it, you're like, oh, lice. why didn't you tell me that before I got here? Right. If, a, if a, de- a demonologist or an exorcist comes on the air with you and starts telling you the things to watch out for, the things that uh, suddenly everybody starts seeing a, a demon in every uh, cabinet. And we've come across dark forces. It doesn't mean it's demonic. Sometimes it's just a very pissed off spirit, which we ran into at the Whaley House in San Diego on on the Holzer Files. You know, it'd be real easy to label it a demon. But let's call it what it was. It was a pissed off ghost that didn't like that uh, Dave, Cindy, and Shane dragged it out of the darkness where it's been hiding for 100 years, and we gave it a name. And it, uh, it threw me on the ground. I mean, it knocked me on my ass shortly after Cindy warned us it doesn't like you, and it's going to screw you. It's going to try to hurt you. It's going to try to drop you to your knees or hurt your knees. And you know, ten minutes later, I'm I'm laying on the ground trying to figure out what the hell just happened to me. I watched so, a video on that.
0: That was very powerful. Like to actually be touched and moved yes. physically from one point A to point B to on your ass. It's got to be a scary situation. And I assume it's just because there's good people. You know, in, in the living world, there's good people and there's bad people. I assume that doesn't change once you cross over to the other side. Can you tell right away, Cindy, if you're dealing right. with uh, somebody who's got malintentions or someone who's just trying to communicate benevolently? Benevolently? Oh,
1: yeah, feel, it you can really feel it. You can feel the difference in the energy. And you can also, you know, because I can hear them, when, what they're saying to me, you can feel the energy behind their voice and what they're saying and how their words are coming out. So absolutely. And like I was saying before, the multi-layered space on the other side, those spirits that are angry and aggressive, they're the ones that are very, very close, connected, almost locked locked to this dimension. So that's, that's where that force is coming in, and they're the ones that are difficult to get rid of because, you know, you can yell at them all day long or tell them to leave, but... There still has to be the willingness on the part of the spirit to actually understand that there's something better for them and their soul can move beyond that on the other side.
0: This is awesome. I mean, I can't thank you guys for hanging out enough. But Connor has one more question. We're going to end on this one. Because um, we're we're a big TV movie show big time, uh, big outside time. of the paranormal and the world of the weird that we like to dive into. Our other passion our movies and television. So he has he has a great question for each of you.
4: Yeah, um, we see Paranormal Activity franchises and you know the Conjuring as these incredible scary movies. But is there any uh, accurate depictions of any specific films that you guys have seen? Maybe um, that actually shows the process and the Kind of wear and tear of the entire spirit world that you guys have seen that uh, you could kind of tell us about. Because I'm going to guess the haunting right away. That's my yeah. guess. I'm going to guess the haunting. Oh, the Conjuring. I'm sorry, the Conjuring. The conjuring yeah, sorry, yeah,
0: the I Conjuring. Got him mixed
1: up. The Conjuring is great. The Conjuring okay. is a good one, and and you know it's great. And the Sixth Sense. I've got to tell you, um, every time I watch it, I'm like man, they really uh, he he really got a lot of stuff right, and that. Uh, so I, I'd say those two movies are pr- a pretty good representation.
5: Dave, what do you say? Uh, you know, here's the, the sad and weird thing. The Conjuring uh, is a great story. It's truly one of the, I think, one of the best horror movies of the last fifteen twenty years because Agreed. it's a good For psychological sure. movie. And it gets it right, but it gets the complete story wrong. Very little of what you see in the movie is what happened to the family, which is strange to me because their actual story is more frightening and more compelling than what you saw on the movie. So I don't understand why Hollywood will buy the rights. And then basically what what they're saying is, hey we want to buy your radio show and the rights to your radio show. And then we're going to turn it into a cooking show on the movie (laughs) screen. And you're like, well, why you bought our, who we are. Yeah. You're great characters, but we think you'd be more believable as cooking show hosts. And you're like, what the hell are, what planet are you on? Cooking shows do very well. They got it right. (laughs) I mean, funny enough, they got it right with the stories and how it's kind of a slow burn in some of these paranormal encounters and it can amp up quickly but they didn't get the actual story right. So that's uh, that's one concept. And, you know, I, I, I think a lot of horror movies, a lot of scary movies get parts of it very right. You know, The Exorcist, from what I hear, it got a lot of it right. Of course, not the over-the-top head spinning, uh, right. you know, bed, crab crawling down the stairs, but with that said, I've talked to some exorcists that have seen full physical manipulation where, you know, their hands will uh, and arms will almost break in places as they're shifting and changing. The eyes will go black. The voices will change. So there are aspects of that that, that get it right as well. Um, but, you know, of course, Hollywood has to blow it up because it's it, truthfully, it's more entertaining. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, sure. You know, kind of like, well, why do you guys always hunt, ghost hunt in the dark? Well, because, let's face it, it's creepier in the dark uh, on TV. It gives a better look. If you just saw Cindy, Shane, and I walking around in a lit-up room, no matter what kind of activity takes place, it's just not nearly as creepy. True. But. We also investigate at night because it's a lot quieter sure. and there's less distractions. The dogs aren't barking outside. The guy's not mowing his lawn. There isn't the truck beeping up to empty your garbage can. So we've got less distraction from what we're doing, and it's easier to get locations at, you know, eleven o'clock at night till five in the morning than it is to get it from noon till six o'clock at night. And. You know, get out of there in time for the early bird dinner. So sure, it's just know, a Hollywood thing. Trying I mean, to get it right, you've yeah. got to sometimes sacrifice for storytelling.
0: It's a Hollywood, yeah, it's a Hollywood thing. I mean, it's all about the ninety minutes of entertainment. Same way with cop movies, nobody wants to watch five minutes of action and then. Than 85 minutes of paperwork, you know what I mean? Which is more realistic, but not as entertaining. It's the same as in your world. But I'll tell you what, you two are very entertaining. Mm -hmm. I could have talked for hours. I know you've got other people to talk to and other things to work on. So I'm going to let you get out of here. I just want to remind people that the Holzer Files, I believe, does it premiere? Actually, we're recording on Thursday. So is it premiere tonight?
5: Yes, every, yes, the Holzer Files is every Thursday on the Travel Channel, um, and uh, tonight's episode, we're going to the USS Constellation in Baltimore, uh, piecing together the haunted history of this historic ship. Next week, we're going out to Lambert Castle, and that airs on November uh, 14th. It's 10 p.m., Eastern, 9 p.m. Central Time. You can check your local listings around the nation and around the world for for times in your area. But it's a new episode every Thursday night, and what Cindy and I love about this is it's not just your standard ghost story. We're finding amazing pieces of histories, mysteries, and we've run up against everything from poltergeist activity to possible demonic activity to reincarnation and so on and so forth. I mean, there's really fascinating layers to every one of these stories that I, I'm proud to say that, you know, we're a part of a program that's unlike anything else out there right now.
0: You guys have the coolest jobs in the world. Coolest jobs yeah. in the world. Make sure you check that out on travel channel. Make sure that uh, you catch Dave Schrader's radio show, uh, darkness radio or midnight in the desert. If they're on a station near you, you can also Google him and look up other ways to consume what Dave Uh, puts out and then the same with cindy go see this live show watch her on travel channel watch what's the other stuff she puts out video wise but go see a live show there's nothing better than live entertainment i this show is going to be incredible it's going to be at a venue somewhere within a reasonable driving distance of you so cindy how do they find that what's your website
1: yeah, my website is MediumCindyKaza.com, and you can find my dates also on Facebook, Medium Cindy Kaza. Everything's current. So, yeah, come out and see
0: it. Kaza's so. K-Z-A. Make sure you go to her website, catch a show near you, check out anything else that she puts out. You both are incredible. Thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us Thank for you. as long as you did. And uh, hopefully we get to talk again sometime. Yeah, it's
1: been Please. a great, great time talking to you guys. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, take care. Thank you.